Welcome to Criminality, the podcast where we love to talk about the things that I almost said on the old brav. Oh, this is not Watch What Crappens. We have not inceptioned them. We like to talk about the true crime in reality. What is happening? Hi, Rebecca. (laughs) Hi. That's an easy mistake. Like, if you even get close to that phrase, that is so emblazed in my brain. So I'm surprised I haven't done it first. Yeah. I was just telling myself, don't say bravo, because I actually have a bravo-related story. And then in my head, I was like, no, actually become Ronnie Karam. And that's what I decided to do. So you can be the Ben. He is from New York, right? Yes, he's from Long Island, and it would be my honor to be the Ben to your run. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. They are so great. Okay, so away from Watch What Crappens, and Rebecca, what's crapping in with you? (laughs) Everything is – it's all crapping. It's all crapping. (laughs) Um, You know, the usual – yeah, exactly. I'm totally going to get that with a little emoji that I won't even name. Um, Yeah, busy Monday – we had a holiday weekend. I'm just I'm happy to be recording with you tonight. Um, nothing new. Me too. Life is good. Things are good. Never going to know how to do any of these intros. Um, I know. Yeah. Let's... Feels like it's getting worse. <laughs> we overthought it. I will mention that I will be at CrimeCon next weekend. Yes. And if any of our listeners are there, please come to my table, which is for dialogue. Unfortunately, Melissa and I couldn't go together this year, but I do have criminality stickers and Yay. they might be holographic. So definitely come pick one up and say hello. Um, that's the most exciting thing for me on my calendar for sure. I mean, that's huge. That'll be awesome. I'm excited to hear all about it. And um, yeah. yeah, it'll be great. Enjoy Vegas. Ugh. I don't enjoy Vegas. <laughs> I enjoy Prime Con. So Will you go be- back to the um, pawn shop? If I can fit it in. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be mad to do a second visit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so maybe. I know a lot of people have a different agenda when they go to Vegas. Sure. For me, it's that it's the pawn store. And um, I'm going to go to the Mafia Museum. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense to me. That That's what yeah. I would do had I been in Vegas uh, in a few weeks. So yay. Well, that's exciting. So, Rebecca, I'll get right into the story this week. Real Housewives is a staple amongst reality TV viewers. Not everyone watches it, but you and I are no different. This is this is our love language, right? Bravo-related shows. So, as far as uh, Real Housewives goes, first of all, this is my first Real Housewives story. So excited. Just wondering. I'm like, I feel like this is your first. It is. It is. And I'm very, very excited about this one. For Real Housewives, first came a group of women that included an insurance saleswoman whose love tank was on empty in the OC. Still one of my favorite phrases, an empty love tank. Then we went to the Northeast in Rebecca's neck of the woods and met a group of friends, including a countess with a penchant for pirates. And in its third season, we traveled to the South and we got to meet a group of women who really changed the game for Real Housewives, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And if you remember, my three clues were pickles, pregnancy, and peaches. And many of you thought it was going to be Phaedra Parks. And you were so close. So close. I thought you were going to say you were so wrong. (laughs) I decided to be nice today, I guess. That's not my normal vibe. Um, But this week, we're talking about her ex-husband, Apollo Nita. Does the name Apollo Nita mean anything to you? It does. It does. And admittedly, Atlanta is one of like three franchises I haven't watched, which is so dumb. I need to get on it. Miami, Atlanta. I think I'm going to let go of Dallas, to be honest. I don't Dallas think I'm going to go gone. back. It's dead yeah, to us. Yeah, I think there's no, like, I don't 
even think I need to go back and watch it. I've seen a few, but same with Atlanta. I, I except in this case, I, I know it's going to be worth the totally. I've seen enough of the show to know who the main characters are. I've definitely right. heard of Apollo and I kind of understand, but I'm not going to know this story. I'm sure of that. I'm so happy. Um, Me I mean, not happy for your loss because this is a loss. This is a really great TV yeah. show and it's had so many amazing seasons, so many gifts that we use out in the world. Oh my gosh are Real Housewives of Atlanta. They're just amazing. They brought total entertainment. Last couple of years have been a little shaky here and there, but I'm always going into a new season full of hope because they just do it like nobody else. I love them. Yeah, yeah. But back to Apollo, before we actually get to Apollo, let's talk a little bit about Phaedra and how she actually got her peach on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So Phaedra Parks was born on October 26, 1973. She was always a go-getter, a hard worker, so it was really no surprise whenever she graduated with her bachelor's degree with honors from Wesleyan College and a Juris Doctorate from the University of Georgia. She wow. is smart. Mm -hmm. Phaedra's career as an entertainment lawyer, which ended up being what she went through, which you and I are always like, do we know an entertainment lawyer? We do. We absolutely <laughs> do. <laughs> She's not going to email us back either, but we know one. Um <laughs> But her reputation as an, entertainment, as an entertainment lawyer grew really quickly after she took on the case of a rapper named Drama, and he mm. was being charged with multiple robberies and battery charges. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here's what she did. She convinced the judge to actually allow Drama to leave prison to finish his tour. If you're like, how did she get him out whenever these are the charges that he had you want to take a guess at how she was able to get him out to finish his tour did she have some kind of creative compromise or agreement like he would do something after the fact like perform at the judge's kids something <laughs> or community service i don't know actually she told the judge hey i'll go on tour with him and i'm the insurance so i'll make sure he goes everywhere and doesn't get in trouble which is like Way to go. That's going to make you a name, right? That you're willing to do that, but also go to a bunch of drama concerts. I don't know him, but maybe he's good. Yeah, it's a very bold move. I mean, I, I respect it. Bold. I'm not sure I actually agree with sure. him getting out, but like uh -huh. as terms of like being a good lawyer, it sounds like she really did it. Right. And of course, this makes a big name for herself, right? So now all these people are like, wow, this attorney's willing to do to go on tour with you. I don't know if that's a punishment for her or not. I don't know enough about him. Right, right. So this is really big news. And after this, so many high-profile clients start to hire her, including Ludacris, Michael Jackson, and Bobby Brown. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See why I said she would never return our emails? She was very busy. Yeah. <laughs> She's got bigger beyond fish to fry. She's yeah. got, like, <laughs> seafood buffets to tend to with those Guys. Exactly. Yes. So Bobby Brown, we know he's had lots of trouble with the law throughout mm -hmm. the years, but he definitely had some words on Phaedra and her representation of him. So do you remember the show being Bobby Brown, his yeah. reality show with Whitney? The only thing I really remember is, <laughs> this is terrible, the word doo-doo bubbles. And I know that was part of it. I don't want to go into what that was, but those are the, that's, that is my memory of that show. I so glad I don't remember that. But of course, now I'll never forget it. And you know what? I don't remember exponents. I was trying to teach my daughter and had to Google it. But doo-doo bubbles will live forever. So, <laughs> so she represents him. He hires Phaedra to represent him. 
while he's actually filming being Bobby Brown. So she was on the show because she ended up being known as like Bobby and Whitney's lawyer because she's just like this big presence. But also she would come to court and bring her own cameras. And Bobby was like, hey, I'd rather not have all of these cameras here. Meanwhile, he's got his whole camera crew there. But she would come with a bunch of fanfare. And so he would ask her not to do that. And she continued to do it. But like she's building her name for herself for sure. Like her dreams and aspirations to me clearly always looked beyond the law. So he says in his book, referring to his time that she was his attorney, he said, quote, I won't cast aspersions on her lawyering skills, but I will say that when she was my lawyer, I usually wound up going to jail. (laughs) Oh, no. He said, I haven't had much luck with my legal representation over the years, end quote. I feel like it says more about his charges than really her actual work. That's what I was going to say. I think this has more to do with his actions than maybe her ability as a lawyer. I know. For drama, I know, it worked out well for drama. That's that's what I would always I would have a sign in my office that just said it worked out fine for drama. <laughs> Please see drama. <laughs> yeah. So back to Phaedra. Over the years, she becomes this highly sought after entertainment lawyer, and oh, cool. someone else has their eyes on Phaedra, and that is a man by the name of Apollo Nita. And when I say he has his eyes on her, he literally sees her in traffic on the highway flags her down, then follows her to her house and says, hey, I want you to be my girlfriend. Rebecca, would that work for you? Depends on the day. I wasn't expecting that answer. (laughs) Just kidding. So from then on, Phaedra and Apollo actually begin dating. And they were kind of on again, off again for almost a decade. Eventually, though, during this time that they're off again, Apollo ends up going to prison in the early 2000s after being involved in a car theft scheme. Now, there's not a lot of information on this scheme, but that word's going to come up again. So Phaedra kind of thought this was the last she'd see of Apollo, and she continued her career all while he spent his time in a Georgia prison. So when Apollo leaves prison a few years later, Phaedra thought he was really a changed man. According to an interview with the Daily Mail, she said, quote, I was the first person he went to after leaving prison. He wanted to take me to lunch. I was out of the country and he brought me flowers. And so that's how we started dating again, end quote. So he leaves prison, drives straight to her office with flowers, wants to see her. She's not there. She obviously takes this as a big moment that that he would be, she would be his first stop, which I can see. Mm-hmm. That's very sweet. And so the two eventually marry in November of 2009. There's a huge wedding. She talks about it on Real Housewives of Atlanta. There were like senators, all kinds of people. I think they had like 800 people invited, only 300, only 300 came. It was like a who's who in Atlanta. Yeah. At least according to Phaedra. I don't know. I didn't have the guest list. So a few months later, Phaedra appears on her first season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, but it was the third season that the show had actually been on. And this is the year, she comes in the same year as the model Cynthia Bailey, who was at the time engaged to entrepreneur Peter Thomas. Okay. He will also come back up. Who, as watchers of Atlanta know, went on to have some legal issues of his own. And our friend Stacy, who is a listener, friend of the show, she, her husband used to work for Peter and had like, and Peter was not paying because he worked in the restaurant industry and Peter wasn't paying and wanted to pay in cash and all these like crazy things. Oh boy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So oh that's just goodness. insider tea that I have to mm-hmm. ask her if I'm allowed to keep in the, keep in the episode. <laughs> so when viewers meet Phaedra, she is pregnant. And I mean pregnant, pregnant, like stick a fork in me. I'm done pregnant. In there. Yeah. Three times. But according to Phaedra, she's actually only a few months along and her baby is just so big. That's why she looks very pregnant. Her baby, huge. So there are several amazing scenes and clips I want to play, but I'm trying to practice self-control. So (laughs) here is one with Phaedra discussing her due date. Yeah, my due date was July 26th or August 1st. But isn't it dangerous to have a a baby at six and seven months? Not if everything's fully formed and his lungs are functioning. I ain't never heard of no doctor that do that. Me either. Right. He real early. Yeah. I think it was really weird when Phaedra really couldn't give me a solid due date. But he's sitting on my bladder, and so I've had, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a lot of bleeding. Bleeding? Yeah. And so, I'm coming up out of here. One thing I can do, and that's add. And what Phaedra is saying, it's not adding up. So you're really, like, more like six months? And I don't know what about I six months? I know he, they're going to do it at 34 weeks. So 34 weeks is when he's going to come. Oh, okay. Shut up! That is so stupid! It's so good, right? Just, it's it's so good. It, it's like a comedy. I mean, it's her real life, but I mean, when it stops and Nini's just like, this is so stupid! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hilarious because Kim is actually, she was an LPN. I don't think Kim is in that clip, but like she was, yeah, just like Luann, like they were both nurses, which is wild. Um, yeah. But she was like, that's not how any of this works. But Phaedra is like absolutely saying this is my due date. But like acting surprised when people are like, no doctor lets you have a baby two months early. She's like, he's just right. And she's like, no, no, they do. Yeah. And this is why. And like, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. And every woman at the table was like, something is off. Right. And I mean, like (laughs) she says it with such confidence that you kind of think like, well, maybe they do. I right, don't know. Right. And how do you, do you really want to like get up into it with a pregnant woman about her baby and body? Like, no. Yeah, it is just absolutely wild. So everyone in Atlanta knows that clearly Phaedra is lying about her due date, but she- <laughs> Timeline is off. Right? Yeah. Totally off, but she will not back down. And so the assumptions basically, Phaedra's parents were pastors and she was pregnant before her wedding to Apollo, but she doesn't want to ever admit that. So she's just like, Got it. Huh, weird crazy didn't know this could happen my strategy is like just just get ahead of that like just tell your grandma before the wedding absolutely (laughs) there's a lot of ways you could play this and she played it of that's the card that she played I guess yeah yeah so she goes on to have her son Aiden who Rebecca I'm willing to say he is the sweetest most adorable kid in all of the Real Housewives franchises oh my gosh and this poor child comes two months early, according to Phaedra, but spends really? zero days in the hospital and, you know, was born without any complications. Nine pounds. Great. Yeah. He was like, humongous. she was just like, he's really big. I, they don't know. They're just, they're going to induce me two whole months early. Just wild the way that she could commit to that. I love it. So I'm going to send you another clip of Aiden and I'm sorry to send you two back-to-back clips, but no, don't be sorry. As, as a mother. This will make you emotional. I watched it today and it actually made me emotional. But wait till you see how sweet this little boy is. Scared. 
So are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you scared about the new school? Scared. Oh, why are you scared? Because I'm not going to come with you every time. Oh, goodness, Aiden. Mommy's going to take you to school every day and going to pick you up every day. But I want you to go wherever I go. He's growing up. He's not a baby anymore. I can't even believe you're going to kindergarten. Why? Well, Mommy never thought you'd keep growing up to be a big boy and not my little baby anymore. He is an angel. He is truly the most pure thing in the entire world. I like, I absolutely was emotional watching that. And this is eight years old. And I was just like, oh God, Aiden, how was kindergarten? My baby just turned 17. So this is like not, this is oh, not I'm landing so easily on my heart. No, it's okay. And like the bow tie is kind of sending me over the edge. It is. It's, it's so too much. Adorable. But I'm telling you, every conversation she has with this kid, like he is just so well-mannered, so sweet, just has such sure. a heart, loves yeah. his mom. It's just like, I, it's just everything. I just adore him so much. I love him. Yeah. yeah. Me too. I'm so happy you shared that. Yeah. So Rebecca, one of my other clues was pickles. And sure, we're talking about pregnancy, but here's why the pickles are burned in my head to this date. Get ready for Lady and the Tramp Pickle Edition. So the things you've learned from today <laughs> is doo-doo balls and pickle pregnancy shoot. You guys, Rebecca has now put her entire hoodie over her head to cover her face. I guess in shame after watching that clip, it's so much. It was a journey, and I don't feel like Aiden should be subjected to that kind of darkness. Luckily, he was still cooking at that point, but, like, he was almost in done. Hero, I mean. Yeah. I don't like that he was around that. The photographer was upsetting, uh -huh. the art direction of it all, mm -hmm. but then the kicker is the phone like the final product mm -hmm. the images and phaedra going on about how artistic they are and it's like her deck like the wood of her deck and like the bare winter tree behind. yeah it's like a very not beautiful photo no, she looks pretty but looks i mean gorgeous. like the composition is not artistic it's and then there's the pickles i just i can't the lady in the tramp uh really big party. pickles humongous Spring is bursting with fresh energy. The air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid, and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me, as you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice 
voice through wireless indoor cameras. But the best part is there's no long-term commitment and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Factor is back as a sponsor of Criminality and I couldn't be happier. Here is one of my favorite things about Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. They're perfect year-round in all seasons. I loved having Factor meals in the winter when it was so cold and so miserable to go out. And I was happier to stay inside and heat up my factor meal and get a warm meal. But now that it's spring and warming up outside, I'm revving up my fitness routine. So I don't want to do takeout as much. I certainly don't want to cook or grocery shop. And I'm more conscious about what I'm eating. Another perfect season and reason to get factor meals delivered. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of over 35 options, including popular options like the one I get, which is calorie smart, but you can also do keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, it's not just meals. They have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverages, all kinds of things to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash criminality50 and use code criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code criminality50 at factormeals.com slash criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. So back to Apollo and Phaedra, minus the pickles. Phaedra was a really popular housewife. She was funny and smart, and she had so much to offer on the show. She even became a mortician for a few seasons for some reason, and she actually still is a mortician. She went to school for it, graduated, owns her own funeral homes in Atlanta now. Like, she does it all. I'm going to interview her for dialogue. I've actually always wanted to talk to a mortician. Well, then this is amazing. I don't understand the leap or the career pivot, but I want to. Yeah. I don't know that there was any real reason, but she was like in it. And like they talked to her during COVID and she was talking about how many people they have coming in and, you know, like at the very beginning of the pandemic. And (sighs) it was fascinating because I was like, she's still doing this. Like it wasn't, it doesn't seem to have just been like a plot on the show like whenever robin gets dump trucks or the gorgas get a pizza house pizza or parlor a, or whatever yeah a ghost baby yeah oh gosh <laughs> but apollo and phaedra eventually welcome their second son dylan who is adorable as well and things really seem to be going okay with them for a while they even created a workout video series together called fine this is with a ph Fine Body by Phaedra and Apollo Donkey Booty Volume 1. Whoa. There was also a Volume 2. You've never heard of the Donkey Booty video series? No, no, I haven't. I thought they were going to do some like um, Olympic game play on his Oh, that would be smart. I don't know. No, Donkey Booty is what they went with. (laughs) But (laughs) in the season that this all happens, Kenya is actually accused of stealing her idea. If I remember correctly, they were going to maybe go into business together, decided not to. And Kenya comes up with a stallion booty exercise video. 
why does that make less sense to me than a donkey? I know, a donkey booty. But like stallion, I get how you're like, here's a donkey, here's a stallion. But like, uh, yeah, donkey booty has a little kick to it. I like it. Exactly. Well, literally. And also donkey and ass, like that's like a word for a donkey. Right. So it that works. just works on a number of layers. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she did I'm stallion. Not, yeah. Could you Mm-mm. brush the hair on your booty when you're done? I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't know what she was going for. But it was like a big competition on who's was doing better, all that stuff. It was a very weird time in reality uh, TV, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. But a few seasons in, things take a turn for the couple. After the fine donkey booty video series, um, Apollo was actually facing new legal troubles. Phaedra says about this time that she has zero warning. Her warning that something was wrong was Apollo calling her from jail in 2014 to say, hey, I've been arrested, but I'm innocent. And so Phaedra chooses to believe her husband initially, and she helps get him out on a $250,000 pre-trial bond. So during this time, they're still together. Atlanta is filming, and you see them not very much, but you see them a few times and it was hostile. But it was just this situation where these two had been so close and everything. You could tell they don't trust yeah. each other anymore. It was it was oh, yeah. really uh, intense. It, very intense. Yeah. But these things that Apollo is being accused of, these aren't small charges. These are Jin Shaw level charges, really. Oh, no. So he's accused of conspiracy to commit mail, wire and bank fraud. And there's further mm-hmm. accusations that he and his co-conspirators were actually creating fake companies. We've heard that before. Yeah. To scam information from people. So once he does this, he takes this information and he'll do things like open fake bank accounts um, in the names of these victims. And he takes their U.S. Treasury checks, unclaimed tax money. Um, he was even able to steal checks from Delta Airlines employees, which feels like the easiest way to get caught to steal somebody's checks. But they had so many fires going as far as this goes. Like they're just any chance they got, they were stealing stealing people's identities. The his partner in one of the schemes uh, was a woman named Gala St. Julian, and so. When she's found, she has $3 million in different bank accounts that she had access to. And she said that's nothing compared to what Apollo had raked in during this scheme. So she was kind of the face of this. Like they would steal the information and she would go into the bank as this person and say, this is what I need or whatever. And so it just wild that she had that much money to imagine. I don't know how much he had, but obviously he Mm -hmm. had much more. Wow. And where did Phaedra think his money? What did what is what did we think he was doing? Like, what did we think his job was? Entrepreneur, if I remember correctly, it was just kind of vague, very vague. He was helping Mm -hmm. Phaedra with stuff. When Phaedra realizes that all these things Apollo is being accused of are actually true, she separates from him. But for her, yeah. But now, before spending over a million dollars on his defense. Oh my god. I know. But at the same time, it's her kid's father. Like she she wants him to be oh. out of prison. She doesn't want him to be in prison, but she's I know, but that's also her kid's future. I know. Like that money. Oh, I do not envy her. That is so difficult. No, not at all. So he is facing up to 30 years in prison. Dang. Yeah. But 
thanks to cooperating with the feds and possibly the million dollars that Phaedra helped him with, he only ended up being sentenced to eight years in prison and he was ordered to pay restitution to the following. He has to pay over $127,000 to the IRS, $24,000 to Delta Airlines, $15,000 to the state of California, $45,000 to the state of Connecticut, $39,000 to the state of Texas, $828,000 to JP Morgan Chase. So he's, this is everywhere, right? Like this is a, it's a huge multi-million dollar scheme that they had going on. And so after his sentence, he also had to serve five years of supervised probation. Wow. Yeah. So during his time in prison, Phaedra files for divorce, which everyone really saw coming. Apollo's defense in all of this, he he's not saying that he's not guilty, but he said, the reason I did this is to help keep up with my wife's lifestyle, which is oh. not just the worst. Oh. Any other answer would have been better. That is so obnoxious. Right? And like he had done things with fraud in the past. Like he has a yeah. criminal record of doing these kind of things. So it's not like she created this for you. Like this was his decision. And she says basically to that that that's not true at all. She never expected him to make as much money as her. She just really wanted him to stay out of trouble and be a good dad. So the two never had a joint bank account, thank goodness. Um, Ends up being obviously a very good thing for her. Yeah. And I feel like unlike an Erica Jane situation, it seems like once she finds out, she's like, absolutely not. And she's out of there and is able to say that none of their finances are together where even though there are victims, it's looked at differently. And I think the way Erica handled herself was way different than how Phaedra did. Right? I mean, it's, oh, it sounds like it's, it's night and day. And also Phaedra came into the relationship with a career, an established career, probably a lot of money on her own. So the whole, his whole argument, like really doesn't hold up at all. And, and, and that put Erica in a different situation too. I think she was like a lot more beholden. Yeah. Still doesn't make anything she did. Right. I I'm, I'm just horrified and I didn't hear any of this. Like, I wonder if it happened now, if we would hear so much more about it. Yeah. Given like Like what years was this during the show? 2009 is whenever she started. And I think this was 2013, maybe. I'm trying to remember what year this was. I think it was around that time. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't too long after. So during divorce proceedings and her time on Real Housewives of Atlanta, Phaedra is accused of having an affair with someone named Mr. Chocolate. If you've ever listened, (laughs) watched Atlanta, you've heard of Mr. Chocolate. So Phaedra denies these accusations, but... Fun fact, there are rumors that Jamal Bryant, a.k.a. Giselle from Real Housewives, ex-husband, yeah. is yeah. Mr. Chocolate. And so if you look at some of the facts during the time, it's like he was from the area. He was a pastor, I think. There's really not anything more to link there, but that's what is kind of are the rumor. Are there like rumor Reddit now. boards about this? Mm-hmm. I feel Yeah, there's Reddit yeah. boards about this. Is Mr. Chocolate like just – because he's anonymous, and so they assigned him like a Mr. Big persona. Yeah, on and I think like on yeah, the women did that, and That's then fun. they also had Kim had Big Papa when she was on there, which was really obnoxious. And of course, these people figure out who it is like in one day. Yeah. Everybody can right. figure out who that guy is right. for whatever reason. We don't really know, but for Phaedra's part, she denied that ever happened. So Apollo served his time, and he ends up leaving prison in May of 2019. He's engaged to another woman at this point, has another kid. I'm not sure how his fiance got pregnant. 
I know how you get pregnant, <laughs> but I don't know if this is like a conjugal visit situation or if my timeline's messed up. Either way, he has a third or hers. kid. Or hers. <laughs> yeah. It's like 34 weeks. I know. <laughs> Phaedra take two. So while he's out on parole, though, Apollo asks for leniency with the rules of parole. According to Apollo, he says, hey, I'm a public figure. I roll. And I need to be able to travel and attend parties for fees so I can make money to send to my kids, that sort of thing. Well, his PO disagrees with really what kind of travel he needs to do. And in May of 2021, Apollo is arrested in Miami after he's trying to get into his hotel. And would you like to know who released him on a $1,000 bond, Rebecca? $1,000? Yeah. Okay, it's not Phaedra. Mm -mm. It was in Miami? It was in Miami, but this person is not Miami. It was someone I said to remember. Oh, no. If you ever ask me to remember something, I won't. (laughs) Cynthia Bailey's ex-husband. Peter Thomas. older man? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting. They kind of stayed buddy-buddy over the years, even though Mm. both of them left – or, you know, both of them separated from their wives that were on the show uh, together. So Apollo's now on a GPS monitor and has very strict curfews, which he's not happy about because he says it affected his livelihood and affected his family. And he says he's lost a lot of money thanks to the curfew. And so he's requesting at this point that the uh, that it be terminated so he can work as he sees fit, which is fun. But currently, as he sees fit, is flipping houses with Peter Thomas. They can pick up right where uh, Tarek and Christina left off. My literal sentence says, dare I say, potentially fill the hole <laughs> that Tarek and Christina have left on televisions of so many there doctors' waiting rooms. Yeah, we're going to have a... a an Apollo and uh, Peter flipping show. But yeah, that's what they're doing in Atlanta right now. He They're buying homes, renovating them, and selling them. It's so funny because it's it's an honest business and a real Absolutely. industry. But as we learned in the episode with Tarek, it can also be full of predators and like bad loans. And like you can get a little shady with that too very easily. So I hope he's able to like really keep it on the up and up. Absolutely. For his family's sake. And yeah, know? Peter has like gotten into his own trouble with um i think it was writing bad checks is one of the things so it's like boy it's two together as business partners it's yeah it's a little nerve-wracking like you just like you're hoping for the best i'm hoping for the best yeah so as for phaedra she's dating actor medina islam she left real housewives of atlanta in 2017 after six seasons wow yeah it was rumored she was fired and if you don't know that story I'm not going to get into it here because it's pretty dark, but you can oh. Google Phaedra Parks and Candy Burris and read about it. But just oh, like, no. I know it's pretty dark. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm actually surprised to see that Phaedra is going to be on Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, and that's scheduled to begin on June 23rd, 2022. The cast includes Phaedra, Jill Zarin, Taylor Armstrong, Brandy Glanville, Tamara Judge, Eva Marcel, which that is the one boring one in that group. I don't understand how she got on there. And yeah. Vicky Gumbelson. And the th- that's going to be a tornado. I don't, yeah, I don't even know how to feel about it, but I'll watch. Rebecca, it was filmed at Bluestone Manor. I mean, it's going to be Berserkshires and the Berkshires. So as for Apollo, fans of The Real Housewives of Atlanta were surprised to see him in the trailer for this new season. He is seen meeting with Sheree Whitfield, 
and talking to her kind of about what it's like to date somebody that's coming out of prison. Because the last time we saw Sheree, who's back this season, she's been off for a couple, she was dating a man in prison named Tyrone. And okay. so um, she's like talking to him about integrating back into society and all of that sort of thing. But it was a total shock to see Apollo on there. Wow. Phaedra's not yeah, on there. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely don't think we've seen the last of Apollo or Phaedra. So crazy, crazy stuff that he's been involved in. And just like it is kind of like waiting for the other shoe to drop with this new business. I don't mean to be like that. I hope it goes well, but it was my first thought of course I hope it goes well too more for the sake of his kids his and kids yeah. and his, his ex like none of them need to be put through anymore but it has to be where your brain goes like the two of them teaming up in an industry where that can like very easily that stuff like that can happen um but yeah. maybe they've learned I mean they've certainly paid their dues their consequences absolutely and hopefully they've they've learned or him yeah all, I should say no totally yeah oh yeah. Oh, it really makes me excited to go back and rewatch Phaedra. And I want to know what the name Phaedra means. I think it's so pretty. It is. And just the idea of a Phaedra and an Apollo being together. Like, how epic is that? Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like it was written years and years ago. Yeah. It sounds like a Greek love story. Oh, it means Bright in Greek mythology, Phaedra oh, was the daughter of King Minos, who was married to the hero Theseus and fell in love uh-oh, with her stepson. Mm. Um, okay, it gets darker because Greek stories do. I'm not going to mm-hmm. read the rest, but we'll go with Bright. I like that Bright. Seems to apply. Yeah, she's super smart. Absolutely. Um, very cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for going on that journey with me. I was excited to share that story. That was a different one. I was excited to share a, a housewife story. That was fun. I loved being on this end of a housewife story. There you go. So much fun. Okay. Rebecca, do you want to talk about what shows you're watching this week? So yes and no. I'm not going to have you guess because we've talked about this show already via text for like a week straight and I didn't watch anything else. I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I've committed all my, other than my normal Bravo rotation of like Summer House and the housewives that are like live right now. Mm-hmm. I just watched the ultimatum because, because you said you, you mentioned it and you made me do it. I know. Listen, you I have regrets. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know how I it's, I feel like we've talked about this, so it's not really fair to our listeners because we've had such lengthy discussions about it, but I also know right. people are watching it mm-hmm. and probably curious. And, um, I just think there's big holes in the plot there's gaps of time missing in yes. the story that don't make none of it makes sense. But then even more so, there seems to be like a chronology issue. Yeah. Um, there's really not a likable one in the bunch. I was feeling excited for Ray and Jake, and then they completely blew it at the end for mm-hmm. me personally. And so, and everyone else, I just, I just truly didn't understand the relationship. So my theory is mostly these couples were all on the brink of actually breaking up and we're like, Hey, we have nothing to lose. Want to be on a reality show? Like maybe there's a stipend. They must get paid something. So it's just like, let's, and then maybe this will, I mean, I think people think these shows will catapult them to some next better thing. Maybe I don't know, but all I can think is these these are not actual relationships where people care and love each other and then do the things they did like there is I mean some of them visibly viscerally hate each other like that like we know. actively when they went there they were like right I they just hate you just detested each other 
I'm not going to name names because a lot of them are like together now. Still, So I just, I'm like, I don't even want to put bad things out there about them, but it was just so confusing. And then there were just, then there's Nick and uh, Vanessa. Oh my gosh. And I just like, they don't know how to host a show. Like they just, they don't know how. I almost feel like okay. they were the first ones voted off and they're like bitter and then they got picked to come back on or something. Cause it mm. seems like they're too in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. To not have really been in it at all. It's wild. I and not in no a good sense. way. Like Mm-mm. love is blind. Not in a good way. Absolutely great out way. there. Love it. Yeah. Stakes are high. I think that's what I figured out. The stakes are really high on that. This is like yes. I don't give a crap if you get married or stay. I don't I don't stay care together what you're gonna or do in two up. years. Nobody's invested. No. Like if they're not invested, how could we be? And they're saying all these words about it, but no. they're not really like they're lying. And so that just made it really not enjoyable. Yeah. Um I thought yeah, that started, so I the premise think... started strong. Like, okay, this could be good. Yeah. But then everyone's yeah. under 30 and you're, you've are you been together eight months. I don't want to hear it. I know. I know. And I love, I love hearing them emphasize like for almost two years, you know, like this is the lengthy history of their relationship. And I'm like, you know. But when you whatever, think of it, I've it's had... like 10% of their life. So it actually That's is true. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It is all proportional. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I just feel like I need to um I need to get back on a good TV track this week and I promise I'll do better. You do. I believe in you. Um, I'd love to know what you watched though, because I feel like you watched other things. I did. I had like a gr- garden variety going on for some reason. Cool. I have me with some clues. Well, I rewatched the end of uh Better Call Saul because the new season's coming oh, out. So I need to get yeah. myself pumped and I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so here are my clues. I don't expect you to get this. And I mean that with total love because I don't think you have this channel. So how would you? But if you do, great. But let's just be honest. You would never expect me to get it because I never get it. But go on, discovery. Well, sure. You know what? I could have gotten <laughs> you on Ultimatum. I could have gotten you to get that one. Okay, Discovery Plus. I don't know if you still have that. You have it? I don't either. But you I don't really. Exactly. Okay. Orlando. Okay. Royalty. Rich lady with blonde hair. Builds a giant house. There's a documentary series. Queen of Versailles. Oh. So she has a new show called Queen of Versailles. I think Rides Again. And it's about them finishing that project at Versailles. It's like a docu-series, like a reality? It's just a reality. Yeah, it's like seven okay. seven episodes or something. Okay. It's very it mindless. Fun? Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. I actually find her likable, out of touch, but I find her likable. <laughs> I feel like she really- she, You don't say. She loves her children. Yeah. Um, I think she cares about people, but I don't think she has a single connection to money and, you know- this this is irreplaceable it's two hundred thirty thousand dollars and this is this and this is and like everything in the house is breaking because it's been up for like 18 years or something did you ever watch the documentary on on no okay no the documentary was fascinating so it's about jackie siegel and her husband david he owns all these timeshares my husband worked there very briefly um, and met her and said she was really really nice but um huge multimillionaires. i mean obviously and they start building this house called Versailles that they named Versailles. It's supposed to be at the time it was being built like 20 years ago was going to be the biggest residence in all of the US. 
Well, then 2007 happened. And so nobody's buying mm-hmm. houses. Nobody's right. definitely buying, um, you know, what is it called? The <laughs> What is it called? The vacation home rental, whatever that's called. Timeshares. Nobody's buying timeshares. Oh. So anyway, everything stops on construction of this house. So that's what the documentary kind of shows. So it's them, all this opulence and wealth, and then all of a sudden realizing they're losing everything and this dream is gone. Now we're at 17 years later and uh, we're going through that. But the interesting thing is from that time to this time, not interesting, but they had a daughter that passed away um, from a drug overdose. And so they've gotten very involved in... um, the charity for her, I think it's called Victoria's Voice. And so you can just see she thinks of things differently than she right. did before. Right. Like it's going to That's change you. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, some of it is downright like awful to watch. Like, I, I don't know. It's just this out of touchness that is really hard to watch at times. I think she's gotten better, but she still doesn't quite get it. So they're trying to finish it. It's a silly little reality show. If you are doing nothing and want to see like oh yeah, like lots of money poured into things that still don't look very nice, then this is yes. really fun. Yeah, it's like yeah. cheap. I love a home show. But, <laughs> but you're not going to like anything that comes out of it. That's okay. I don't mind that. It is like the you're like this was a 3 million dollar room and it's just like purple leather on the wall like just wild where you're like this is yeah, absolutely yeah. she wanted to get no, birds I'm- to match a room it, it's just <laughs> it's unhinged but i'm enjoying I it i look forward to that yeah, yeah no that is a good background show well sorry my tv thing was disappointing but i do have a, a new episode wasn't disappointing next time, i'm very excited for your next one do you want to guess clues please clues? or do you want to hear my clues? i'd like okay. to hear your clues i'd clues. rather not guess them <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be a real stumble. Be a real long time. Um, okay, music, models, Malibu. I was inspired by your three P alliteration last week. There so. you go. I like it. Music, models, and Malibu. It'll be a fun one. I'm excited. I am too. And so we'll do it again. Sounds great to me. We'll talk after your trip. You'll have to give us stories from CrimeCon. I'm sure you'll have some. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you back in two weeks. Um, You can check us out on Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, but why do that? At Criminality Show, Rebecca has new episodes of Dialogue that will be featuring Phaedra Parks. We're putting that into the universe. Wouldn't that be so cool? Every Wednesday. It really would be. You should actually try to do that because I don't know... You know, once she starts the Ultimate Girls Trip, she's going to be promoting it. So she's going to have to start promoting. Yes. Get on the list. Yes. I'm going to – I am. She's on the list officially. It's That's that's like as good as done as far as I'm concerned. Perfect. Hopefully it will right. be to her as well. Yes. And Melissa is always available. Always. Truly for, always. For podcasting. <laughs> what am I saying? You can catch Melissa on Tuesdays with her other podcast, Moms and Murder, which comes out every Tuesday. Perfect. Well, we will see you guys back in two weeks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. 
We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder. And Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.